board the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Kevin McGarry. Boy, I'm glad to have him on. He's a keynote speaker, political commentator, and founder of a group called Every Black Life Matters. EveryBLM.org. Mr. McGarry is chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of California. If you aren't sure about who Frederick Douglass was, the Lincoln Douglass debates, Frederick Douglass was an amazing, amazing person. Uh, he is a top performer with over 10 years, 11 uh, uh, of experience in IT, in cybersecurity, enterprise applications, application development, uh, automation, and enterprise job scheduling. That is really something. I'm not an IT person, and my hat goes off to anybody who is. Uh, Kevin is the author of The War on Women, From the Root to the Fruit, Which Side Are You On? And soon to be released, Woked Up, Putting the Axe to White Supremacy and Racism. Somebody's got to do it, and you're the one. Kevin, I'm looking at your website. You've got seven points. You want real justice for everybody, real honest justice for everybody. You want a nuclear family. You want an active father as uh, with the family. You want free markets. You want educational choice. Wow, educational choice for everyone. You want criminal justice reform, and you want nonviolence. That's totally, totally the opposite of Black Lives Matter, which is a violent group. And uh, it's totally different. And what you're crawling for, you want to raise people up. You don't want to put them down. You don't want to criticize others. You want to help everyone, don't you? That's exactly right, Erskine. Uh, uh, thank you for having me here. It's a real honor and a privilege to be here with you. Uh, that's exactly right. We are the exact opposite of BLM. Now, some people will see, uh, well, you're calling for criminal justice reforms, and, and BLM is calling for criminal justice reforms. The reforms that we want are the reforms that uh, our president, President Trump, uh, started uh, when he tried to correct what uh, Joe Biden and Bill Clinton did in their 1994 crime bill. Which people, is, people forgot and, forgot the people that he let out, the people he pardoned, like that one lady who was given I don't know how many years it was like, like a lifetime sentence for one drug arrest. Uh, people like that who yeah. are good people who just got caught up in he was taking care of that and one after another he let out people talked to him and said this is a person who needs to come out he dealt with it and did it now we're not seeing that joe biden did just the opposite he uh joe biden was the, is the racist he always has been not donald trump yeah. and donald trump uh also uh when you talk about some of the other things he was for educational choice he was for justice reform free markets there were more black entrepreneurs under Trump than any other president. He cared. Yeah, black entrepreneurs, black uh, uh, home ownership. Uh, right. There are so many things uh, that uh, President Trump did. And and so we're, you know, fundamentally, we're a 501c3. So we're not, you know, political organization, but we stand with, with, and, uh, with and for those who will help in a lot of these uh, specific areas that actually disproportionately impact the black community. So uh, we are, uh, again, we're the antithesis of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter 
when they came out uh, and they started to destroy our communities by burning down our black and brown businesses. Uh, it's just, uh, black Lives these... Matter is repackaged communism. The people who started Absolutely. it were basically communists, police uh, colors, and all of them, they were all all communists, basically. They're followers of Marx. And that that is yeah. uh, redistribution of wealth. That never works. And it also is class envy. They're putting people into classes. And the God I believe in is a God who recognizes individuals. They have almost kicked Martin Luther King to the side, who said, I care about a person's yeah. character, not their color. That's what we need to yeah. do. And we were doing it for a while. You know that, uh, Kevin. Yeah. We were actually uh, doing it for a while. We were prospering greatly. And then, uh, you know, we had the George Floyd riots and, and all of the uh, tumult with that. Uh, right. So we started uh, as a result of what we saw with Black Lives Matter because we said, look, uh, there's a lot of people that are going to want a righteous, faithful, and just uh, organization who really stands up for black life from conception to natural death. And right. BLM doesn't stand for that. They only, you know, they're very narrowly focused on, uh, you know, just police brutality and mostly just white police officers on black. Well, there have been a lot of black officers who've been killed. They're not standing up for that. The the abortion issue, they're not standing up for that. And it hits who the hardest? It hits the people in the black community because they're the ones who are told the abortion's good. In New York City, half of all the women who are pregnant have abortions who are black. That is decimating. It is genocide on the black community, started by Margaret Sanger, a Klan member who wanted to uh reduce the black population because for goodness sake you didn't know they were inferior she wanted to reduce the black population this is what they're following yeah. right and the, yeah. uh, the the young girls a lot of them are following that and the, and part of the reason they don't have the fathers in the home if they had the fathers standing with them it'd be a different story i think that's exactly right and uh so well there's a lot of work to uh, Biden and well, your new book is going to be called "Woked Up: Putting the Axe to White Supremacy and Racism." The root cause of institutionalized racism is white supremacy. That's what uh, Biden says. White supremacy is the root cause. I don't buy white supremacy. I don't buy black supremacy. I don't think any one people are supreme over another. Only if you allow them. Exactly. If you think if you think somebody exactly. is a white supremacist, what does that make you? You make makes you an, a victim, and you never get ahead by right. being a victim because you're just as good as I am, maybe better. And my father taught me a long time ago that everybody has something that they're good at. And everybody, every person, regardless of race, creed, or color, has something that they're probably better at you at. And you've got things that you're better than most people. We've got to realize that we've got potential. We've got goodness and we've got intelligence going for us on every race, in every race. And don't, don't, I hate to see people being put down because they're black and thinking, well, the whites are supremacists. No, neither side is supremacist. That's what I feel. And you feel the same way, don't you? Well, you know, there are some, uh... Now, you talk about are you woke and you say they uh, protest, uh, they riot, they create co- co- chaos. 
Is that the, what being woke is? Is that what it is, uh, Kevin? And you say you're anti-racist. Right. Go ahead. That are, that are really pointing the finger and saying you and, and, and condemning you as a white supremacist or a racist uh, just because you don't, because you dissent from um, popular culture and a lot of the craziness that's going on, they want to label you as a supremacist. And so, right. what we do, so those are those are the woke people, right? They're they're the ones who are do, uh, screaming the loudest, who are always complaining, who are perpetually aggrieved. And um, it seemed to have no way to, to sort of mollify them. Um, those are the ones with the loudest voice at the present time. And so this book is really addressing their fundamental premise, their uh, fundamental propositions that they purportedly stand on. Now, because when is it going to stand on? Oh, go ahead. When is it going to be out? When is the book going to be available where we can get a copy of Woked Up? Yeah, it's it's looking like late late July. Let me give you a little bit more of what the title is and the subtitle. The title okay. is Woked Up. The subtitle is Finally Laying an Axe to the Taproot of White Supremacy and Racism in America. Now, what a lot of people may not understand uh, is that there is a, a modern-day, relatively, uh, individual who unleashed, in its current form, racism and white supremacy in America. He was in the mid-1800s. He was a scientist and anthropologist. He is very well lauded, even to this very day. Every class in America studies him. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're uh, talking about. Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin. Exactly. You bet. Exactly right. Remember, his paper on natural, his his book on natural selection was entitled Natural Selection for the, and you know, and then it had, you know, a subtitle. And basically one of the subtitles is for the preservation of most favored races Right. In the search for life. And so he started with race classification um, based on skin color. So, and Darwin, in his subsequent book, Descent of Man, he firmly attributed that whites are clearly uh, superior. White Aryans are superior to other ethnicities. This is Darwin's <laughs> Descent of Man book. And that we need to do all we can to preserve uh, supremacy. So he and his cousin, Francis Galton, actually started eugenics. Eugenics, they, uh, they said, look, eugenics means well-born. It's the actual definition. Right. And they started, they are the ones who, they're the fathers of eugenics. And uh, so their whole preposition and premise for eugenics is to give scientific justification for the extermination and elimination of other races. Well, well, of course, the other races are inferior. And, of course, uh, their race, what they belong to, was the superior race. But they use this as an excuse 
for Planned Parenthood with Margaret Sanger. They used it for an excuse, the Nazis, for World War II, the extermination of the Jews. And we're using it as an excuse today. Well, blacks can't compete. They can't do this, that, or the other. And it's not true at all about either race, about black or white. There are individuals who are better at certain things, and some individuals are better than others. And it's just an individual issue. There are dumb white people. There are dumb black people. There are smart white people, smart black people. I've seen them all. You've seen them all, haven't you? Yes. Yes, exactly right. Just because somebody's black, they're um, not not dumb. And just because somebody's white, they're not dumb. Uh, So let's get along and get together because we both have one God that we both worship, the same God created both of us. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So this book woke up. When it comes out late late July, um, I think it's really going to provide lots of ammunition. It's uh, going to be a shot across the bow of all the all the white supremacists and all the people who are trying to stir up hatred. It's going to be a shot across exactly. the bow to those people, right? It, it's it's going to it's going to clearly confirm who they are, and it's going to force them to really uh, address their agenda. Because now we have the upper hand, the talking point. Because we'll be able to point to the exact foundation of modern day. Learn the truth. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, who's fanning the hatred? Who's fanning it? People like Joe Biden. You wrote a kind of a, this is sort of a teaser for your book, uh, article that you wrote it's up on your uh, website. It's called Poison of White Supremacy. Biden must expunge all forms of racial and ethnic partiality. White supremacy is destroying the nation's soul. We need truth about white supremacy. Well, Biden is the one who's been spreading a lot of this. 1994, the crime bill targeted black communities. Trump changed that. He also, Trump changed the thing where black colleges had to go to him hat in hand to get money. He said, no, you don't have to do that. He changed that too. Made a lot of changes. Eugenics exterminating the blacks. This is happening. It was a planned extermination. This is an extermination of a whole race. This is insanity. So we need to look at this. We all need to come together against extremism and the extremism of uh, racial injustice that's happening to people across the country. That's where you come in, and that's where you come in with an organization. I love the title. 
and uh, you've got an organization. Um, it talks about the content of character. Every black lives matters. Every life matters, but every black life matters. And we see that everyone doesn't matter. When they had the person who uh, was a border guard who saved two people, lost his life crossing over, two illegals. He didn't care about his life. He saved the two lives of the people coming over. He had never met them. They were illegal. He was black. You never heard about that. It wasn't brought up real big on the news. Uh, Police who were killed protecting others' property and during the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa. You never heard about them. You never heard about the black officers who were killed. They were just sort of ancillary. I mean, this is this is totally wrong on every level. We need to be encouraging those who are in the black community who have done good, who have made it, who have done really good. And I'm noticing something this year. I'm sure you've noticed it. The number of young black people who are running in the Republican Party is amazing, amazing across the country. You got the woman who's lieutenant governor of Virginia. Oh, my gosh, she is winsome Sears. She is amazing. I've heard her speak. She is fabulous. I've heard uh, Herschel Walker speak. She's a wonderful lady. You know her? Yes. Yes. She's she's got it. She's amazing, isn't she? Uh, she's a great, great lady, uh, great family. Uh, we we spent some time with her, and um, I'm just looking forward to all that uh, the Lord's going to do in her life as the lieutenant governor, and ultimately where she owned up. Her her upside is boundless. I mean, it's uh, you know, who knows what'll happen over the next several years with uh, Winsome. <clears throat> she's talk, an incredible. Talk about strengths of character. Winsome Sears has strength of character in spades, doesn't she? She is fabulous. Absolutely. And she always shuts up the wokesters when they try to come at, at her and call her white supremacist and all that. Her story is right. so, um, uh, such an inspirational story <clears throat> coming, you know, immigrating from Jamaica uh, with her dad coming here and then bringing the family. And, uh, Excuse me. Um, and, and it's just such an inspirational story where they've come from poverty, from nothing. And right. now she's lieutenant governor. It's a, it's a big deal. And uh, it's the American dream, and she lives it. Uh, nothing's been handed to her. She's worked very, very hard, very diligent as a business owner, as a mother. She, she, she's, all, she's always so positive, though. She's always so positive, Kevin. Every time I hear her on television, she is so happy and positive. She's happy for everything she has. I, I just love her to death. She's so wonderful. She's a great inspiration. And as you said, there are a lot of African-Americans who are running in this year, this season. And we're actually running in the Republican Party and winning. And this is really important. It uh, demonstrates that. There, excuse me. There are a lot of thoughtful people uh, who are running and who are uh, getting the support uh, to actually make a difference as well. So it's just very. Good. We need that. We need that in this country. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're talking with uh, Kevin McGarry and his book going to be out the end of July. It's called Woke Up, Putting the Axe to White Supremacy and Racism. And his website is just absolutely incredible. Every BLM, uh, uh, every Black Lives Matter is what it stands for, but every BLM.com. And it's all up at uh, truthexpressradio.com. Now, President Biden passes himself off as somebody who cares, somebody who cares. We've got so many blacks in the administration. We've got this, that, and the other. We've got blacks. We've got gays. We've got this and that and the other. Do, 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 do. But here's a guy who was a complete racist, is still a complete racist. Here's a guy who is uh, favoring abortion. He's a Catholic who favors abortion. Right. Even his own church he's turned his back on. Uh, Here's a guy who the 1994 crime bill targeted targeted black communities and this was perhaps the worst thing to ever happen to one of the worst things to ever happen to the black communities was that crime bill didn't give people a chance they were just putting people in prison giving them huge long terms people don't realize how bad it was and that was championed by none other than joseph robinette biden now he's coming around pretending you had the same thing with lyndon johnson who uh if a family had a single mother they got more money than if they had a complete family. That destroyed black families. You had black entrepreneurship started in a place like Tulsa, Oklahoma, with the black Wall Street. I'm very familiar with that. I lived in Tulsa and the story about how yes. that happened. They destroyed the black Wall Street. Why? Because of white supremacy? No, they were afraid because, look, the blacks are getting better. They're doing it better than us. That shows you it can be done. It's been done, and it can be done again. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, you know, the current guy in the White House um, is really a destructive force. He's oh, yes. not only destroying every segment in America. He's not only pitting every American against every other American. But he, uh, as you've so stated, he is the one that has been racist from the very beginning. Right. He's done the eulogies for his racist um, buddy. Senator, Senator Byrd and Senator Byrd and others who he who he uh, gave yes. huge uh, uh, eulogies for how wonderful they were. And uh, Strom Thurmond and others, anybody who was a racist, he was on their side. He was on their side. He was a segregationist uh, early on. Uh, he was the one who authored the 1994 crime bill and beat his chest about it saying he didn't want his grandchildren to be going to school and and having to share streets with 
urban predators. He, so, he actually he actually called them jungle schools. I think, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, this is a guy yeah, who was yeah. who was uh, brought up in a complete racism. I had one relative. Now look my, at my the, one, one, one last thing there. Skip. Look at the look at the look at the carnage on our border. Look at those right. young girls that are being raped multiple times just to come here to try to take advantage of his loopholes. He doesn't care about them. He doesn't care whether they get sex slaves, whether they get raped 20, 30 times on the way. Um, those young mothers, those young girls, it's just right. terrible what's happening. And he's encouraging it. The average age of trafficking is 13. If that doesn't make you sick, Kevin, I don't know what will. 13 years old, bringing in all these people from I don't know how many different countries and all of that. Now, one of the other things that you're looking at uh, is uh, the real justice the nuclear family, active fatherhood. These are all things that you're working for. But educational choice is also important. You shouldn't have to be in schools that are closest to you. You should be in the best schools for your children. Our children are most important exactly. to all of us. And they have to be put into schools where they can do the best. Maybe they don't want to go to college. Hey, nothing wrong with being an air conditioning expert. Nothing being no wrong with being maybe even an IT expert if your proclivities go that way. Nothing wrong with being uh, working in the oil fields or any type job. You don't have to go to college, but you do want to get a good education and equal, not only equal, but a good education where you want to go, where your family feels like it's best for you, where you can grow and develop. We need that, don't we? Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, school choice is vital. It's important, especially these days when these schools have all gone woke and they're teaching uh, little bitty babies, you know, five, six year old children about sex, grotesque sex and gen- transgenderism. And, and right. they're not allowing our children to be children anymore. And so it's really sad when you look at the school systems that are uh, encouraging hate with CRT. Uh, and then over-sexualizing with the perverted, comprehensive sex education. Absolutely. You are, you have, uh, you're going to stand up for something. You're going to stand up for morality. And I had a friend of mine, uh, Aubrey Shines, has the Temple Church in uh, uh, Tampa, Florida. Yeah, and Aubrey said, if your church isn't preaching the gospel, and it's not preaching American exceptionalism, get out of it. He is a strong right. American and a wonderful person, and Francisco Vega and others with that uh, conservative clergy of color, they're doing a lot of good. They're encouraging people to be the best you can, to do what's right, and this is what we need. We need more of that, but what they do, they shut down the churches. Why? Because of the covid this was designed to stop people from talking. It was designed yep. uh, to put fear into people. And when you're afraid, you lose common sense, which happened. Now, I talked to Marilyn Singleton, who's a black physician. Right. Not only is she a black good, physician, but she's also a, mine, yes. Oh, okay. Also an attorney. And Marilyn and I were talking about this. And she said, the blacks, by and large, are not buying into the COVID. And she said, do you know why? I said, I think I do. She said, why? And I said, because of the experiments that were done in Alabama, where they they had the syphilis experiments, they cured syphilis in 1974, and they still were doing experiments on blacks of 399, it was down to, 
uh, all the way through yeah. 1972. I said they don't trust the government, yeah. and rightfully so. Now, I've talked to others, friends of mine here in Phoenix area, and I've said, don't trust the government. And this one girl said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, because they have, have not proven themselves trustworthy. The Muskogee experiments exactly. and that type of thing, or rather Tuskegee, I mean, people understand what's going on, and the black community is not going to be fooled by this COVID, which we now know is not a good situation, the shots and everything else causing more problems. So this is one point. We need to take the lead of people who have been through it. And there are a lot of people in the black community who are waking up. They're waking up more in the white community. Yeah. White community has this white guilt. Black community has this. You're not going to fool, fool us once, shame on you. Fool us twice, shame on me. That's how they're feeling about yeah. that. Don't come to me and tell me what you're going to do for me. I can take care of myself. I think that's the that's feeling exactly that right. more and more people are getting. But we need to have an economy. This economy has been hardest on the black community. It really has. Yes. 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 It's, it's been terrible. Uh, the job situation, uh, the inflation is just horrendous. Oh, There's there, there are so many people things. throughout this entire country has hit the black community even hardest who haven't got enough money for food for an entire week. It's either food or gas. You got to have gas to get to work. And what are you going to do? Put the gas in the tank or put the food in the on the plate? I mean, it's a really sad situation for people. Retired people, they've lost $3.4 trillion due to this out of their IRAs and other retirement accounts. They thought they could retire. No, no, you're only 75. Go back to work. It's really terrible, isn't it? It's just terrible. It's disproportional. Uh, in the sense that you have a lot of uh, fixed income, people on fixed income, uh, like you say, that are now forced to have to go back to work because right. they don't see any end in sight for the investments that they had <clears throat> that now they've lost money on. And they're just trying to make ends meet. But with gas so expensive and food so expensive, it makes it that much more difficult. So it's a real tough time for everybody. Let me ask you a question, uh uh, this, this to me is uh, something that's critical and we need to talk about when we're talking about the situation. And the uh, question is very, very simple because uh, what I want to know is what can we do about, about the uh, situations in the inner cities, the crime? The crime um, in the inner, inner cities, because when you're talking about that, You've got a real problem, and a lot of it's black-on-black crime in the inner cities. And uh, we need to have better law enforcement rather than less because they're not yes. uh, they taking away guns. And people, yes. I, I want, the saddest thing I saw was a young girl, seven years old, walking down the street in New York, holding her father's hand, and he was shot down. It was a yeah. black girl, and yeah. she was holding her father's hand in yeah. broad daylight, and they just shot and killed him in front of her. I mean, if your heart didn't bleed, you don't have a heart when you saw that. That was right. so sad. And we've all seen pictures of things like that. The number of deaths in Chicago. If every black lives matter, those black lives matter. That's right. So the difference, the, 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 the big difference, the, the biggest things that make a difference with crime in the black community is, Number one, close the border so we don't get those illegal firearms coming uh, through our open borders 
and directly right. into our urban communities, number one. <clears throat> number two, encourage fathers to remain connected to their children. They find right. that as long as fathers are connected, that those children actually reduce crime and uh, reduce poverty if a father is connected. The other positive on that is if you have school choice programs. So if you have school choice and fathers uh, being connected to their children, you can reduce crime and poverty up to 70%, according to uh, social anthropologists. So there are some things that we can do, uh, we can encourage. Uh, Number one, though, to keep the weapons off the street, to keep the active pipelines of weapons from going into our urban communities. Let's close the border, get rid of the black market for weapons, and um, it'll save lives uh, in those urban communities, but it'll also save lives with the fentanyl deaths, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, um, and the drug trafficking. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I was going to just say, Kevin, the, the fentanyl deaths, the number of deaths from fentanyl coming across the border is skyrocketing. More people 18 to uh, 50 or 45 die from fentanyl overdosing than die from COVID or anything else. That's the number one That's death right. uh, cause in the country is fentanyl. And it all is preventable. And then you've got all these people coming over and they're getting free cell phones, free this, free that, free the other. When we need to take care of our own people, we need to take care of Americans. We've got Americans hurting today. We really do. Exactly right. Exactly right. So there are some things that this administration could do. They're declining to do it because they really, I I really firmly think that this administration would like to bring America down to third world status and um, take away all American exceptionalism. And uh, they're, they're, doing a pretty good job at that uh at bringing us down uh, so a lot of a lot of things that are happening are happening on purpose and i watched our president he doesn't take credit for any of it he uh keeps making excuses it's putin's fault it's trump's fault it's the fault of the companies no it's your fault take take accountability stand up be a man and take accountability we've got to have that in this country well, his boss didn't take uh, responsibility for anything either. Obama, when he was in office, he never took. Narcissists will never take responsibility for the destruction. No. Uh, so that's, that's, this is the number one symptom and sign of a uh, pathetic narcissist is when they won't take responsibility. And so that's what we have, again, with, with Biden. I think we're having a revolution in this country, and I think in large part, a lot of it was being led by the women, the mama bears. A lot of it's being led by the black community because they understand what's going on with the COVID. They understand what's going on with a lot of the situations in this country, and they're standing up. And I think this is a positive thing. We're starting to listen. And if more people will listen to people like Marilyn Singleton, people like yourself, we can turn this around. We really can because it's enough that we've had all this happen. Now, you've got seven points. Real justice. What do you mean by real justice? That means uh, no, no, no phony social justice type stuff. We believe justice begins in the womb. Um, Dr. Martin Luther King says, 
if we tolerate injustice anywhere, we'll tolerate injustice everywhere. So, right. um, we, you know, fundamentally, we have to stand for justice for everyone, including those precious babies in the womb. And so real justice is, uh, begins in the womb. And, um, and so that's what we need, uh, you know, real justice, not this, you know, sort of woke social justice stuff. Another, another uh, thing you have believe. is number four, free markets. Now, under free markets, we need something where we do not have so many restrictions to start up a business. We need to be able to start businesses, uh, open it up to individual entrepreneurs. You don't want to be working for the man. You want to be the man. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Kevin Gary, we need to talk in schools, and we need to teach not about critical race theory. We need to talk about a lot of the people of all races, the entrepreneurs, uh, yeah, black entrepreneurs like Mr. Johnson out of Chicago and others. We need to talk about uh, Frederick Douglass. We need to talk about what he did, the Lincoln-Douglass debates. We're not hearing anything about that. Frederick Douglass was an amazing person, absolutely amazing, wasn't he? Absolutely, he was. Now, the Lincoln-Douglas debates, that was Stephen Douglas. So, yeah, but Frederick uh, Douglas, people, by the same token, was just absolutely amazing. We need to talk about oh, people was, like uh, yes. Booker T. Um, Washington. We need to... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. He was a quintessential American hero, patriot, statesman, minister, father. Um, everything that he did uh, during that time really set the uh, a great example for every American that uh, nothing is beyond our limits. Um, uh, surely every individual has limitations. But what Douglas proved is that whatever your personal limitations are, we can go beyond that and accomplish right. an insurmountable uh, number of great, great things. And uh, so every American... If you haven't read the Frederick Douglass story, you should read My Bondage, My Freedom uh, by Frederick Douglass. It's his biography. It goes into a lot of details about how God used him mightily, the things he accomplished. He's uh, just unbelievable, uh, the, the kind of things that uh, he did and the kind of, because of what he did, we actually have America 
we actually have a Republican Party uh, because of right. Douglas's relationship with Abraham Lincoln. Everybody black and white should read it because it appeals to black, white, Chinese, I don't care where you're from, because this is what America was about. He helped to establish it, and I think he changed the mind of Abraham Lincoln. Absolutely. Um, because Lincoln thought that he would take Emancipation Proclamation through Congress, and Douglas told him, look, uh, Mr. President, um, if you do that, hundreds of thousands or more slaves will be maimed, lynched, and killed. Uh, right. This is the single most important executive action that any president in American history can take. Please do this through an executive order. And uh, Abraham Lincoln did it. And to this date, the Emancipation Proclamation is the single most important executive order written by any president in American history. So we were one of the uh, first. Had a we were, impact on. Remember, we were one of the first countries in the world to do away with slavery. Slavery still exists in parts of the Middle East. So we were so far ahead of the world. We were the beacon for the world. So these people are putting America down. Think about that. Just give it a little thought, don't you think? I know you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, No country is perfect. We all come from, um, we all come from a history that uh, some, some parts of our history we're not proud of, but all history we can learn from. So we Absolutely. And if you don't so, learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. And that's exactly the truth. You know that. That's exactly right. And so getting rid of statues, tearing up streets, uh, trying to rewrite history books uh, to insulate from what, what we did, how we grew up as a country is irresponsible and it, 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 it's unnecessary. You think, you think the Jews really like to remember the Holocaust? No, but they have to remember it so it won't be repeated. Exactly. And we, we've exactly. got to do the same thing with slavery and everything else. We've got to remember it so that we don't repeat it. We don't want to fall into that trap. Well, I never knew, never thought it happened here. Yes, it was liable to happen here again if we don't realize how bad it was before. And this is something we've got to go and take uh, real credit on. And instead of destroying these statues, we need to understand them and look at the warts, look at the goodness, look at all the situation on it. Embrace your history, embrace it, but understand it. Exactly right. Exactly right. And if we're not careful um, with some of the moves from coming out of the Biden administration on the Second Amendment, on life, on all these other things, uh, we can find ourselves in, um, you know, sort of slave-like tyranny uh, from our government again. So uh, our history uh, is, is, is very important in understanding our... Get a copy of Woke yeah. Up. You can pre-order it right now and go up to everyblm.com. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operating five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Oh, wow. Cheryl Chumley, she's joining us. She's a Christian, a conservative, a writer, a speaker. She's noted for aggressive use of Freedom of Information Act laws to hold officials accountable. That's the one biggest problem. There's no accountability. Look at what they're saying. Uh, the whole inflation is due to Putin. No, no, it was due to Trump before that. Now it's due to Putin. Now it's due to the companies. No, Mr. President, it's due to your actions. It's due to what you've done with energy, due to what you're giving out free money and all of the situation. You cost it. It's yours. Take it. Own it. The people of America are going to hold you responsible for it. It's under your administration. You did it. Subscribe to Cheryl's newsletter at the Washington Times and get her daily commentaries, along with her weekly uh, Bold and Blunt podcast delivered straight to your email box three times a week. She's author of Police State USA, The Devil in D.C., Socialists Don't Sleep, and now Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. It is coming into fruition And our topic, Bill Gates wants a billion dollars annually to prevent the next pandemic. Well, WashingtonTimes.com, I've got it all up at TruthExpressRadio.com, as well as all of our programs, which are archived 24-7. Bill Gates wants a billion dollars annually to prevent the next pandemic. I don't know where Bill Gates got his medical doctor degree, but it sounds to me like extortion. Give me a billion dollars out, prevent the next pandemic. That's almost extortion, Cheryl, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly sounds that way, doesn't it? Extorting money from the federal <laughs> government. What could be weirder? Yeah, I yeah. And you know what struck me as astonishing is a human being, any human being, never mind Bill Gates, claiming that he or she could prevent a pandemic. I mean, right, does that right. sound like a... <laughs> Right, and he he said this at the Time 100 Summit, and he came up with this program called GERM. I love the title, Global Epidemic Response Mobilization. GERM, right. That's called preventative epidemic. We've seen what the experts have done. We've seen what Dr. Fauci has done. More and more people have seen that the shots don't work. The shots are even dangerous. They're talking about what happened with the shots. They want to give it to children down to six months to five years. And children don't have receptor sites, boys and girls. They don't have it. The chance of them dying without another really overlying underlying condition is very, very slim, almost none. I mean, this is insanity, absolute insanity. And the people know it. We can't survive another lockdown. We don't want it. We can't have another virus lockdown, but he wants to be in control of virus lockdowns, health emergency orders, and uh, our loss of liberty. That's what Gates is going for, isn't it? It is. And he didn't just say this idea at a recent time summit. He actually wrote it in his recent book, 
how to beat the next pandemic or how to prevent the next pandemic, which coincidentally enough came out the exact same day as my own lockdown. And in his book, he details, (laughs) (laughs) strange, right? In in his book, he, he details his plan that he brought forward at this summit, which is to take all this taxpayer money in America and hire 3,000 scientists who will run around the world at any whisper of virus and converge on the scene, assess the situation, and then advise the local bureaucrats how to contain the health threat, which if you read between the tea leaves, it's exactly what you just said. It's a way to control the populations of the earth. You only have to hire one science because Dr. Fauci already told us he is science. He is That's science. That's right. <laughs> you got you got the last pandemic. The death rate in the U.S. was 0.2 percent. Uh, they've got this as a earmark where they'll have mask lockdowns, stay-at-home closures, vaccines, and money, 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 money. The vaccines. Uh, uh, he had a twenty-to-one return. Gates Foundation gave ten billion dollars. Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunizations, Gates outfit made him one month, one month, $200 billion, $200 billion. Vaccines, yes, and uh, pandemics, yes, it's for fun and profit for Bill Gates, isn't it? It's all about the dollars and control. It is. It is. And, you know, he knew this back in 2020 when he severed all ties with Microsoft and jumped full board on his decade of vaccines campaign that he created through his foundation, which was aimed at, according to the uh, vision of this campaign, to develop vaccines and get them around the world to places of need. And coincidentally, um, on board, on the board of this decade of vaccines campaign, none other than Anthony Fauci. So the, the oh wow, Interesting, the man who right? wouldn't answer any questions before <laughs> Rand Paul, Anthony Fauci. All right, of course he doesn't get any money from any of this, does he? No. No, it's completely altruistic. All these people are doing this for the good of us, and they could care less whether they make money, even though they make billions from it. Right? He wants a top-down dictatorship because nobody would vote for Bill Gates. And wants to, they want control of 99% of the world's citizens. Now, let me ask you a question. Is he tied in with the WHO? Because WHO has got control, then it was voted in through, uh, well, more than, probably one vote in, but uh, uh, President Biden's given them right to come in on the next pandemic, take control of everything in this country. World Health Organization, is Gates a part of that? I think he is. Well, absolutely. At the time of writing of my book, Lockdown, uh, Bill Gates was the second largest funder of the World Health Organization, the first in the United States. That's the group that uh, Trump pulled us out of, the World Health Organization and Tedros, who worked so closely and covered up the last pandemic with the Chinese, right? Very, very close and um, comfortable links. And that's why you had Bill Gates running around during two years of the coronavirus telling us that we in America needed to behave more like Chinese, right? Wow. And, of course, he had the patent through the Peerbright Institute for the coronavirus. We've got the data on that. You've seen that. We all, a lot of us have seen that. Peerbright Institute in London has the patent, and that's controlled by Bill Gates. He's at the center of the whole thing, isn't he? 
yeah, it, it's very incestu- incestuous relationships that you see once you start peeling back the layers of those in the business of making money from recent vaccines. Wow. Can I quote from uh, Lockdown? In your book, Lockdown, yeah. the socialist plan to take away your freedom. To the doctors, the medical officials, the health bureaucrats on the national stage, the ones who supposedly care nothing for politics, only for the safety of citizens. Well, lucky break for Democrats who believe in the might of government, precisely why doctors shouldn't be in charge of policy. They consider solely best health practices, which may or may not be true, which may or not may not change with the times. But even at their best health practices, we're to prove 100% true. Fact is, humans aren't made to live a standard of best health practices. That was the case. Nobody would drive, eat sweets, watch TV, or dare leave their homes. It's too dangerous. Too many health risks out there. They want us totally controlled by the elites because they're so much smarter than us, aren't they? Right. That's what they want us to believe. And sadly, though, under two plus years of the coronavirus, too many Americans bent in fear to these government bureaucrats. And they still are. I still see people driving around alone in their vehicles with their face masks over their face. And I wonder, what is it that they think they're doing? But this is (laughs) America, our new reality. Devastating to the economic, societal, educational, psychological, and physical health of Americans. The opportunity to control, to expand power, to rule, to crush, to subjugate, to usher in political reforms, economic changes, societal shifts of such a magnitude, even a Trump term, too, couldn't undo. That's exactly what they're doing. And we have lost control of our country. Or we're losing it. I think more and more people are waking up to it, but not enough. We've got to have more people waking up, don't we? Yeah, we do. And I I still look at polls nowadays that show far too many Americans uh, believe in the power of the face mask. Far too many Americans believe that coronavirus and COVID-19 are still uh, major health threats. With uh, they, they still think that if you catch the coronavirus, you're going to die. And that's due in part to the Democrats strategizing, along with their partners in the media, to hype this fear so as to go into the elections and cry for the need to vote absentee and vote mail-in ballot. Now, if you go into a hospital... Uh, hospitals, if they prove that you have coronavirus through one of the tests, which is very inaccurate, so they keep testing people once you're in a hospital, they get a 20% bonus if you've got coronavirus. They're bonusing people who have the, the virus. So they want people in the hospital with the virus so they get bonused. This is insanity. This is not medicine. It is not medicine. But if you complain about it, and this is something I also want to talk with you about, Cheryl, If you complain about it, like we were talking about the virus uh, a couple of years ago, Dr. Simone and myself on this program, and we were taken off Twitter, and we were taken off a number of the platforms, and they said it doesn't fit with medical consensus, and it doesn't fit with the uh, WHO. Is that where we've come to, where we're beholding to medical consensus and WHO? We can't have a viable discussion anymore in this country, Cheryl? Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. And look, it's not like we just have one or two scientists out there who are disagreeing with the government narrative of the coronavirus, of the vaccines, of all the government 
actions taken over the coronavirus, we have something like 15,000 or 17,000 who have signed on to a declaration uh, saying to go slow on the vaccines and, and to reel in government mandates and so forth. And yet the government still insists that those scientists who disagree with their uh, particular stamp of approval type of uh, response to the coronavirus are actually out in the in left field, and what they say is not scientific at all. We the thing about it is we are not allowed to have a discussion on any of this anymore. That's what's so bad. We're losing our right to uh, debate, to question. Yeah, it, it, it's like the First Amendment and First Amendment free speech freedoms have been pushed aside because of fear-filled people saying that if you disagree with the government narrative, that you are guilty of dangerous thought, so dangerous that it could lead to death, <laughs> right? <laughs> when you said socialists never sleep, you, you, really, you really came up to it. I mean, because uh, with your socialists don't sleep, they don't. They keep thinking of new ways to take control. It's all about control. It's all about power, isn't it? The, yeah, they don't the, even care about it, voting. It's all about power, isn't it? it? It is. Power, control, personal ambition, because by and large, socialists, which have infiltrated the Democrat Party, they're secularists. They don't believe in any higher um, accountability. They don't believe in an afterlife. They think this is it. So they will do whatever it takes to score political wins in this life because they think that this is it. There's nothing to come after. This is not a political party anymore. It's a religion. Isn't it? Yep. Uh, that's sad. We'll be right back with Cheryl Chumley. Lockdown. Socialist plan to take away your freedom. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. People have lost $3.4 trillion in their IRAs. $3.4 trillion gone. Your retirement funds are gone. $3.4 trillion of it. And yet, what is Congress doing? They're talking about the so-called insurrection. Have you ever seen an insurrection where people went in who had no weapons but uh, and had an offer of 10,000 troops? This is insanity. Uh, Cheryl, we're not making sense anymore in this country, are we? Not if you look at it through political eyes, right? Because the big question is, why would Democrats be so 
uh, anti-America when they're the ones that are going to be hurt by a crumbling and crippled America as well. So you have to look at it through a spiritual lens and see that, you know, in this battle of principalities that we're all engaged in uh, from birth to death in life, the, the Democrats have become the party of demonic forces. And it's not about America or America first, certainly not, or the Constitution or freedom. It's about what the Democrat Party wants in terms of this great reset globalism, setting the stage for some sort of revelation type showdown. People don't matter. Life and death doesn't matter. This is, and of course, uh, the devil's biggest secret is make people pretend he doesn't exist. But what we've got is demonic. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We've seen it that way. What they're doing with energy, this is uh, rare earth minerals. Where do they come from? China controls all of them. So when you're buying an electric car, the ingredients in that electric car are basically from China. And uh, the uh, electric car, the batteries, they're $10,000 a piece. And it's almost when you have the director of transportation and you have other people, energy people, who are saying, and you've had a senator, I forgot what her name was, out Michigan, who said, I drove an electric car from Michigan all the way here and passed up all the, all the gas stations. In other words, let them eat cake. This is like Marie Antoinette. It's the same thing. They're telling the people, oh, just buy an electric car. Most people don't have fifty or 60000 to buy an electric car. And then if you replace the battery, it's going to cost you 10000 If it's cold, it won't even start. You can't even get into it. I mean, this is insanity. But they're trying to force the energy situation that we're into. And the cost of gasoline is being on purpose so they can get people away from fossil fuels for this so-called green energy uh you see that i see that and most people see it don't they i i would hope so it it reminds you're talking about uh, let them eat cake marie antoinette it reminds of back when barack obama was president and his minions went out to west virginia and when they were talking about the obama administration talking about shutting down coal production, uh, right. the, the explanation was just, well, you can get jobs in green energy and technology. And people were like, what? How elitist is that? And, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you bring up a very good point and a very un, underreported point. The, the more America turns green energy, the more we are financially benefiting China, because that's where all the elements come from in order to create uh, green energy. And we sold out through China, through vis-a-vis, through Hunter Biden and the Biden criminal establishment. He sold out to China before he even took office as president. Yep. Yep. Now, you talk about socialism, but I personally think that we're closer to fascism. That's a combination of company and government partnership. Socialism government takes over everything under fascism the companies and have form a government partnership and the government in this case is what they want to call the stakeholders. So they have a stake in what every company does. If they're going to be green, if they're going to do the right thing, they want it uh, under government control. This is complete government control. So we are going towards socialism based on the fascist rule of government controlling all the companies. You're right. 
Yeah, it, it's basically turning uh, the free market against us. It's weaponizing capitalism right. to do the government's political will that the government can't do. Absolutely. We'll be right back with Cheryl Chumley. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, Cheryl, your first book, Cheryl Chumley's first book that I uh, read, and the first one, the time I had you on with me, was when you wrote Police State USA. Now, we haven't got a police state right now. They are defunding the police. But I feel like under what's going on in the cities with the prosecutors and with the crime rates, the people are almost clamoring for a police state. I think that may be part of their plan. What do you think? Well, yeah, isn't that how Democrats or fascists work, right? They create this situation of chaos. They right. they tear down law and order. And then that gives them the rally cry that's needed to come in and say, oh, we in the government have the solution. You just have to see these certain liberties in order for us to implement the solution. And that's how government grows. That's exactly what's been happening in America. Look at look at what you've written. You started with Police State USA, then the devil in D.C., socialists don't sleep, and then the lockdown. Now, the ultimate is the lockdown where they control everything. They're not just using the pandemic, but they're also using crime. They never let a, a situation, a bad situation, go to waste. They're using it all, and they're wanting it to where people will want a lockdown just to be safe from the shootings and everything. I think that's exactly what's coming is the lockdown. You do too. Are we going to stand for the lockdown? You, you are the canary in the coal mine. You're warning people. Tell us what you think. Is this going to happen? I I am warning people because I do agree with you that it is coming. And my, my big concern is that not enough Americans, first off, believe that another lockdown is coming. And second off, not enough Amer- Americans are willing to make the uncomfortable fight that will be needed to be made in order to thwart the government lockdowns. People couldn't even resist ridiculous face mask requirements for two years. How are they going to resist this next round of government-imposed mandates based on another mass hysteria of similar pandemic proportions? So that's my concern, that too many Americans are still fearful and ready to obey government dictates. We've got a politicalization of medicine through the pandemic. 
this has been uh, where we can't trust medicine anymore. What can we trust in this country right now? There's very little we can trust, Cheryl. You're seeing the same thing. People are living in fear. The pandemic locked people up. When people were locked up, they lost their common sense. You lose your common sense, you turn to fear. And this is exactly what's happened. We used to talking about people driving their cars with a mask on. I've got neighbors who I've seen them out walking their dogs with a mask on. It's called fresh air. We were told masks will help us. Masks do nothing. We're told the vaccines worked. Even Dr. Fauci got COVID. We're told that the uh, uh, safe distancing would work. No, it doesn't work either. We've been lied to and lied to and lied to. You know, lie to you once, shame on you. Lie to me twice, shame on me. But this is more than twice. Can we trust anything coming out of our government right now, Cheryl? Well, I don't think we ever should have in the first place. And as a matter of fact, neither did our founding fathers. That's why they were so insistent on an informed citizenry and an active, thriving watchdog press and media. But more than that, they warned that this government, this limited government, would only survive so long as the people were moral and virtuous. And that's what's happened here. We have turned away from God, and fear is overriding our faith. Well, even the churches have changed from where they used to be. They're no, and like uh, I said last hour, Aubrey Schein said, if your church isn't preaching American exceptionalism and they're not che- preaching the gospel, get out of it because they're not preaching what they should be preaching. Uh, one of the other things is that the churches are not standing up. They're into all this other things, LGBTQ and all of this, instead of preaching the gospel and what they should be preaching. And we've got to get back to a morality and to virtue. Without that, we have no reason to exist, do we? No, we don't. American exceptionalism will be dead at that point, because American exceptionalism is God-given rights. That's what it comes down to. So when we say God bless America, we've got to follow God's rules. We've got to follow the laws that God gave us. He doesn't make it complicated. It's not a big complicated situation. It's all spelled out there. More and more people are looking at the Bible and saying, these are the end days it's written there. And it really, I mean, if you read it, it's like we're reading the news right there. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not in church, if you don't read the Bible, now's a good time to get involved in that. Because really wouldn't hurt you to wouldn't hurt stuff. you to pick it up and read a read a few verses. <laughs> I mean, now now is the time to do it because uh, a few years from now may not be. Uh, I'm very very worried, but I do see something. Do you see us coming out? Do you think the election is going to be honest this year? Democrats don't want it to be right, and which is part right. of the reason why they want to push a lockdown for mail-in balloting. But I think the American people are onto it, and I think Republicans will sweep, and that's a good thing. Now, with your lockdown, they what what do you think is coming next? I think we've got another pandemic coming. Myself, because Bill Gates is talking about it. They're all talking about it. They're going to bring the WHO in. They could take over everything. We at that point lose our complete independence as a country. That's what it's all about, controlling and losing it. They want everything under the thumb of the government where you get everything given to you from the government. That's where all your power emanates from. That's exactly where they're going to. That's pure socialism. And we can't survive under socialism. We are entrepreneurs by 
by basis. Our country is one of individuals and strong individuality and people working together as individuals to create for the better good, not the government. I mean, we've always been distrustful of government. And when I was younger, people, they had a rallying cry. Don't trust authority. Question authority. Question it. And we need to get back to questioning. You question. You go to the Freedom of Information Act. You find things in there. What's been your biggest surprise that you've come across? Have you had something that just almost shook you? As as far as what, what took place during the pandemic, the thing that yeah. shook me was it was the closing of the churches. I didn't think there would come a point where so many churches in America would bend to government mandate. When marijuana dispensaries and alcohol shops and Walmart stayed open in the states and governors abortion abortion clinics never shut yes. down, they were open, right? Yes, the churches closing that is the twelfth hour gong sounding in America because that just shows how far we've strayed and just how little regard we have for for God and how much. Uh, control we've ceded to government. So what is, they're bringing in is more than just a lockdown. It's more than just an ideology. It is a new religion. It's a religion of uh, hatred. It's a now we've also seen with the abortion issue and with other issues that life doesn't matter to these people at all. Life is is uh, just doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> No. Have you seen the images coming out from the protesters in the street outside Amy Coney Barrett's uh, home right. with, 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 the, with the red paints on their pants and the dead baby dolls and so forth? These people are insane. And yet this, this is what is passing for politics and First Amendment protests according to the Democrat Party. When you have have a uh, Supreme Court judge nominee who can't define what a woman is. Yes, I remember that, too. (laughs) I mean, we we I think I think you've got the right answer. Instead of questioning it and becoming upset, we need to just look at them and laugh. We need to just (laughs) say, what is this comedy hour? You don't know what a woman is. And they're actually going as far as to saying that doctors can't determine someone's sex. You know, I don't want that yeah. doctor who can't determine the sex. I mean, if it either got something there or it doesn't, you know, got something there. It's a boy. If it doesn't, it's a girl. It doesn't take a genius. My dog knows the difference. My dog likes women. He knows he's a boy. There's no question about it. If my dog knows that, why can't we know that? Are we as smart as our dogs? Apparently not anymore. Yeah, the the phrase birthing people instead of women, that's being pushed <laughs> by the know. Democrat Party. <laughs> and and what are they doing? Look what they're doing with the pronouns. The Chinese yeah. are preparing for war, and we're concerned about pronouns in the military. Oh, it's sad. It's sad and a little bit scary when you think where this could lead, honestly. It's it's dark times for America. And the only hope is is looking above, because it's not going to come from the political world. No, it really isn't. We have a president who nobody's answering his call. People call, uh, he's trying to get in touch with uh, Saudis, uh, Russians, uh, North North uh, Korea, all of these countries, and none of them are calling him back because they know they don't want to even talk to him. He doesn't make a bit of sense. The vice president doesn't make any sense. And the news media is totally corrupted. Have we got anything left 
other than turning to God, but is there any anywhere that's reliable that we can turn to right now, Cheryl? Well, I mean, ourselves, right? Those in America who love freedom. And that's that's a big problem uh, of late. We have lost our love for freedom and fallen more in love with things, pursuits of materialistic gain and so forth. That's been America the last few years. We've gotten lazy and entitled on the concept of freedom. But, you know, the idea of freedom and what that means, we need to fall in love with that again and teach the coming generation to love freedom. Because once you're compassed that way, all this other stuff that the government tries to do and, and steal from you, it, it, it crumbles because they won't even try and, and steal individual liberties when they know the majority in America still loves liberty. You're right. You're right. The majority does. They've shut down small businesses, keeping open those that they choose. Walmart's Target, they're keeping open. Marijuana and liquor stores are open. They closed the schools, which was also another mistake. Uh, They used the free market to impose mandates. Now, if we don't have a free market, and that's a real problem, we have to have a free marketplace, then that stops all entrepreneurship. The other thing that they've done is uh, they control the courts. And this is a real problem, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The the George Soros-funded district attorneys in particular are causing a lot of chaos in America. Um, Trump managed to make some very good court appointments. So that kind of offsets some of the Democrat damage to the judiciary over the re- over the years. But George Soros meddling into local elections and just flowing funding into elections that normally just run for maybe a couple thousand for campaigns. Now he's he's running them up to in the millions. And the good news, though, is that out in California, we just saw a recall of one of the George Soros tied plays. And so there is some backlash with awareness comes fight. So America is awakening. They we are. I hope we are. Um, Individual rights come from God. There's no question about that. They wrote that into our Constitution. Now, coronavirus, you say, will go down in history as the greatest political hoax ever inflicted on the American people. And it has been. The, what they have done, the, the Trump's major mistake was listening to Fauci, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, and not, not just even listening to Fauci, but giving Fauci the White House stage. I mean, so many times Fauci was able to just stand in the White House with all the cameras shining on him and adoring him and just issue these proclamations and pronouncements that he knew full well would trickle down into the states and localities as dictates and mandates. And then he would stand up there again on the stage and claim, well, I'm just a science guy. I have nothing to do with policy or politics, which was an outright lie because he knew what he said was being carried out as policy and as mandate. So that was a huge mistake to cede the White House to a bureaucrat like Anthony Fauci. I think the other mistake was putting his picture on InStyle magazine. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, took, he took all of that way too seriously, Cheryl. He really did. I mean, he, yeah. he thought he was a rock star and nobody voted for Anthony Fauci, the highest paid man in the American uh, government was Anthony yeah. Fauci. And he gave money to Wuhan. He gave money to the Ukraine for setting up these laboratories. 
as far as I'm concerned, that's treason to do that. He was the one who was working with the Chinese for gain of function. Dr. Xi said that. She was the one in charge of the Wuhan lab. And she said, yeah, she got uh, they were working on gain of function, which weaponized the the Wuhan or Chinese virus. And that was what was so important. And look at the number of people and suffering that we've had worldwide over that. Now, lockdown is considerable amount of the work in lockdown is dealing with the virus. This was their reason to exist. Now, is this part of the Great Reset, Cheryl? Is this a major part of it? I think it is. Oh, absolutely. And if you go to the World Economic Forum's own website, weforum.org, and read what the founder of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, has written in his own words, the Great Reset. This is part of it. And they want to take the coronavirus, so they call it an opportunity like never before seen in history. And they want to platform that into something greater to reshape world economies, including America's, and to just jump right into environmentalism. And they're already linking uh, the spread of viruses with environmentalism and the need to clamp down on human activity and production uh, based on controlling emissions. Wow. We'll be right back with Cheryl. So I'm like... The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Let's get to the big question, Cheryl. What can we do? I think the first one is to pray with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Pray to God for questions, uh, for answers. And a lot of times answers will come to you. We cannot we cannot turn our back on God at this time. That is the number one thing I think we can do. Give me your answers. What can we as a people do? Well, I'm going to have to say pray is number one. But look, Praying without doing any sort of repentance is kind of empty, right? And you really have to take a hard look at where we've taken America the last couple decades. Are we walking toward God, or have we just shut the door, slammed the door in God's face, while expecting Him to continue blessing us? And I would say, look at all the things we do that are very against God, with gay marriage and the LGBTQ agenda and abortion. So if you want God back in charge, we can't just pray. We also have to turn from these things that 
have incurred the wrath of God, because I truly believe we're living in consequences for our national sin right now. And the way back starts with looking at some of these things that we advance in America and accept and embrace that are ungodly. We need to turn from them first. God, I know that in John says God so loved the world. God loved the world, but he wanted us to follow his laws. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, it's very specific. You follow the laws, I'm on your side, brother. If you don't follow your laws, you're on your own. You're, you, it's a whole different thing. So when I'm looking at that, I'm saying we've got to follow God's laws. We've got to get back to following the laws that God created for us and do that because that's the only way we're going to find favor with God. But what we've got to do is we need to, in this country, how do we hold these officials accountable when they have a meeting, they have a hearings for six days on prime time about the insurrection, which wasn't an insurrection. They have, have prime time, all of that, all the congressmen and senators are involved with that. And, oh, it's so bad. But they burn up the cities and they did nothing. And they, uh, we've got the inflation situation. We've got the open borders. We've got Afghan. And they're not talking about any of that. All they're talking about is, oh, they came after us. I mean, this is insanity. <laughs> this is absolute insanity. The people see it. There's no accountability of the government to the people. We have to be accountable to them, but they're not accountable to us. How do we bring back an accountability of our own government? Yeah, well, you know, we still are an of, by, and for the people form of government. So we get the government that we deserve. And so if we want better politicians, we have to have better people in America running for public offices. And I do think that too many Americans have just gone about with their own day-to-day business, uh, working for a better life, more this, more that, more material goods, and have turned a blind eye to the political world and the culture because they figure, well, I'm doing well, so so what if if everybody else is struggling? And so right. it, it, it's time to get back to a little public service um, mentality. If you are able to run for local offices, then run for local offices and bring with you a bold Christian conservative viewpoint, if that happens to be your worldview. Don't, don't, be don't, let, don't let the schools control your kids. They're your children. Right. Don't let the schools right. do it. Right. And realize that there are more of us than there are of them. There you go. That's a, that's a really <laughs> great point. There are. <laughs> Right, right. If we realize we've got the power because there are a lot more of us than there are of them. And I don't want somebody like Kamala Harris or Joe Biden telling me what to do. I really don't. You don't either. No, they I mean, these people are insane in the Democrat Party, and yet they're the ones being allowed to dictate policy as if most Americans think it's okay for little kids in grade school to put dollar bills in transgender or drag queens who come to their school for library book reading day. You know, that's taking place across America, and most Americans don't want it, and yet it's still taking place. So the only reason it's taking place is that those in the majority are being a little bit too quiet and allowing just these radical few to have their voices heard. 
We've got to speak up about what's right and wrong. We know right and wrong. We've got to speak up about it. We've lost it. We have lost it. We cannot lose our sense of right and wrong, can we? No, that, you know, because everything stems from that, right? It's, you know, there used to be a saying when Bill Clinton was in office that it's the economy stupid, right? But I actually think it's the morals. It's the morals that matters most. He changed that, too. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for being on. God bless you. Come back again soon. I love talking with you. Thank you. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Uh, I'll be back in about 10. Okay, thank you. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs Operated, five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. It's the Truth Express Radio and our website's truthexpressradio.com. And Erskine, uh, I'm Erskine, I'm your host for this hour with Nina May, Nina May. She's a producer, she's a director, and the director of the Renaissance Women's Productions, known for uh, Life Fine-Tuned, Daily Bread, Emancipation, Revelation, Revolution. She's founder and chairman of the Renaissance Foundation, an international leadership organization, offices in the U.S. and the Republic of Korea. The Renaissance Foundation hosts international seminars, exchanges, events, bring business, political leaders of different countries and cultural backgrounds together. We'll discuss the real backstory of the January 6th demonstration, where Nina May was filming during the uh, demonstration. The truth mainstream news ignores. Lifezine.com, and uh, she's also... uh, IMBD, all of it's listed at Truth Express Radio. Now, Nina, um, you wrote a piece, you had a film, and this is probably the most unusual I've seen, the Daily Bread series. I'm reading about this. Seven millennial women armed with cookbooks and guns after the world's darkened by a solar flare chose not to just survive, but to thrive as they work to rebuild civilization. What a premise. That is so weird, so <laughs> unusual that it's something that I really wish I had seen or I want to see it because oh, seven that's women, out there. You can see it. Yeah. Seven women. It's with, on Amazon uh, and a lot of other platforms. Guns and cookbooks, and that's it. And I mean, this this is a <laughs> analogy for end of world scenario, and it's a beautiful yep. analogy. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. I was um, inspired to do that by millennials at the time that were walking around with their head in their phones. Now everybody's doing it. But at that right. time, you'd see you couldn't get them to look at you or have a conversation. You'd want to just put the phone down. I said, wouldn't it be fun to just kind of strand a bunch of them on a farm somewhere without any electricity, without any devices? And they actually have to have a conversation with each other. And the interesting thing is they're the cast and crew of a cooking show. 
So when the cameras are rolling, the irony is when the cameras are rolling, they can read each other, they can give a little a nod or look with the eyes, and they don't have to say a word. They know each other that well. But the minute the cameras stop rolling, they're just at each other's throats. They don't get along at all. So I thought, let's just let's just throw them in a house together without any, any electricity and any hope for survival and see how they do. And it's it's a very compelling series. It's, it's really a lot of fun. We had a great time doing it. Made a lot of... Um, uh, discovered a lot of new talent who have all gone on to, to do other things. But uh, we have 12 episodes in the very first season. Again, it's called Daily Bread. And um, it's it's pretty compelling. It's it's pretty amazing. And you can find it on Amazon and Netflix and Hulu and Voodoo and Tubi and, you know, all the platforms. Right. So. Well, this, this was something positive. And this was a precursor to what happened with the pandemic where people weren't allowed to talk with each other, where people wore masks. And it shows right. exactly what was happening. We've got to get back mm-hmm. to people talking again. We've got to get talking again. We've got to know our neighbors. These are the people that we know and love. And we've got to get back to that. And we've gotten away right. from it. And we've gotten away okay. from so much. And January 6th, you were there filming. Are you going to make a film yes. of this? You're going to eventually we actually, release it? We actually put together um, some footage that night. We came back because we do editing and everything, too. And I pulled together a little 15-minute um, piece based on a narration that I'd done. So I was writing down what my observations were. And that narration or that column or article I did became the narration for the 15-minute um, uh, film that I did because I wanted people to see that I was not lying. I mean, what I saw was exactly right. The, the thing that people are not hearing on TV with these show trials they're doing, these kangaroo courts, right, embarrassing, right. you know, Marxist show trials are just, they're, they're not allowing anyone from the other side to give any account at all about what they say. Well, no, 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 it's, it's, it's all propaganda. Yeah. I know it's all propaganda. Of course it's propaganda. Exactly. It's propaganda. And the fact that you know it's propaganda is they threaten you if you speak out. You've still got people in jail that haven't been charged with anything, but heaven forbid that they speak out and say that the uh, you know the election was stolen or you know there really wasn't you know the insurrection that you were talking about up with their heads throw them in jail you know on and on you've got Colbert's whole staff or crew or whatever breaks into the Capitol they're arrested they're told to leave and suddenly we're supposed to be all hearts and flowers for them you know right. the, the littlest violin in the world praying playing that oh my goodness you poor little babies you got arrested. Yeah, well, join the club, you know. I mean, give me a break. Well, they so, did nothing but, to but the yeah, people. But, yeah, no, we're just being lied to. Pardon? They did nothing to the people who destroyed Portland, did nothing to people who destroyed Seattle. Nothing. This is the exactly. only insurrection only insurrection I've ever heard of where none of the people who were who were cause, causing the so-called insurrection had any weapons. They didn't go in with guns or anything. Guns nothing. weren't blazing. Not one gun nothing. was found. Not one gun. Nothing. But you look at the capital of Wisconsin when uh, Scott Walker was the, the governor there, right. and they literally took siege to that capital for, what, six months or something, three months or right. a long period of time. They were living in the Capitol Dome. They cost millions and millions of dollars to repair it. People were scared for their lives to come in there. They had to come in with guards, and if they came in with guards, they'd get attacked. Nothing was done to any of these people. Not one person served a time in jail. Yet you, if you were just seen... In the rotunda, on someone's video or something like that, you've had the, the FBI break down your door and come in and steal everything you have. I mean, the Gestapo jack, 
booted thugs, as someone mentioned years ago about the way that they would handle things like that. Well, so, they had people so, like yeah, AOC. AOC was complaining. Oh, it was so terrible. It was so awful. She wasn't even there. I mean, she wasn't there, even there. I know. Well, they don't need to have the truth on their side. No. They just cry and whine enough, and they're on the on the, uh, on the left. They're Marxist, and so they'll get away with anything, and that's kind of their creed. So Law-abiding... Law Law-abiding American citizens were treated like domestic terrorists, placed in solitary, inhumane conditions. No attorneys, no calls, no due process, Nina, no due process exactly. for these people. Nothing, nothing. In fact, we were there filming when the, uh, a group of the congressmen, there were about eight of them, went down to the Justice Department with a letter to give to the Attorney General and say, we want to see these prisoners. We right. have a right to see these prisoners. The, the, the doors were locked on them, and they had guards outside the door. These are U.S. congressmen that were treated like this. So then they went to the jail. Same thing happened. They were locked out of the jail. And even Louis Gobert said, guys, you don't seem to understand. I, you know, I'm on the committee that gives you your, your money and your budget. This really isn't a smart move on your part to do this. But they could care less. You know, and they were the ones abusing these, um, these poor prisoners and the horror stories. They were coming no. out of there. I mean, we're going to no. have to apologize to the Soviet Union and the gulags, you know, based on what we've done to our, our own citizens. It's disgusting. No bail, no trial dates were set. One guy Nothing. was beaten. Nothing. He lost an, lost an eye. For what? For leading a Bible study, for goodness sake. Exactly. That's exactly right. They hate that they're Christians. They hate that they love the, the country, and they sing... You know, the uh, the anthem, the American anthem, um, what do you call that? <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner. They sing that every single night. I feel like Joe Biden. You know, the thing. <laughs> yeah, the thing, the, right, the, right. The thing, the thing. They sing that every night, the thing. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's just horrifying what's happened. And here's the reason they will not bring a trial for those who will not admit that they were guilty, is because if there is a case charging them with this, they're going to have to, because you're, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. So right. the state has the obligation of then proving that they actually committed a crime. That means they're going to have to bring the evidence forward. What's the biggest source of evidence, which they're not letting anyone have access to? It's the security camera footage. Now, isn't it interesting that for their very first little episode of their show trial, they hired a producer and gave him access to all this footage that everyone's been screaming to get? They've had four-year requests to get this footage. Not one frame has been given out. Yet this guy has access to all of it. Now think about this. You watch that thing and you realize they don't have anything. They've got nothing. If he had access to all the footage on the security cameras to prove that this really happened, it means it didn't happen because the footage he had was pieced together. And again, I've been editing for many, many years. It was pieced together. You had this one clip where on the back of the man's uniform it said Metropolitan Police. It faded into another black uniform, and when, it, when he pulled out of the frame, it said Capitol Hill Police. It was supposed to be the same exact scrum that was going on, the same exact battle that was going on, yet it was two different police, policemen in two different clips that they pieced together. Another thing that doesn't work, they are saying that the breach happened at 1253. The right. reason they're saying that is because Trump started speaking an hour later than he was supposed to start speaking. So they had this whole thing all keyed up. So you've got these bike racks. The, the, I guess they're the Proud Boys, whoever they were, probably right. actors, 
pushing against the, the bike racks with the police on the other side. If you look in the background, there's not a soul on the grass. There's no one on the grass. And I'm telling you, at 1253, that place was packed. The reason I know it, I was there at 1253, about 60 feet, about uh, maybe 60 feet, or 75. I'm not good at distances, but now, maybe 75 now let me, feet let away. Let me ask. Let me ask. That was 1253. That was before Trump even started talking, wasn't it? No, he, he was talking, but he had another 20 minutes to go in the talk. In fact, we left, it, and, and we timed this because we needed to know where we're supposed to be. Right. You know, how, where far, we're how, far is, how far is the Capitol it's, it's, if you're it's walking? It's a 50-minute walk. It's a 50-minute walk from the White House to the Capitol. So he finished at about 110. It was right between 110 and 115 where he finished. So here's the point. If that breach started at 12.53, and he's still speaking for another 20 minutes, and it was as violent and horrible as they're saying, why didn't someone interrupt him, slip him a note while he's speaking, so he can go, oh, my gosh, they've attacked the Capitol. What are we going to do? This is crazy. No one told him anything. He's sitting around not even knowing what's going on, and this is another lie they're telling. They're saying Liz Cheney is a liar. She is saying that the first time that he said anything was hours and hours later. It was 6 o'clock, and it was too little too late. No, I'm sorry, Liz. It was about an hour later after he met with the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and they were telling him finally for the first time what was really going on. He said in a tweet, you know, we, we, we need to respect our officers we need to respect our police there are friends don't do this you got to back down and right there and it was like 12 oh i want to say 12 38 he did there 12 28 something like that so very very quickly after he finished his speech but he had to have the the um the intel to know what to say and again if it was that horrible why did they let him speak 20 minutes this thing was going on there's no way in god's green earth he'd know what was going on there's just no way oh and by the way it's impossible that he incited anyone unless they all levitated over there from the White House to the Capitol into that fake breach that they showed. There's just there's so much that doesn't make he, sense. He could not have thing. been and, he could have not incited by his speech because they could not have had time to get there uh, while he exactly. was talking. You wouldn't have time right. to get there. We walked. The reason we left is we heard him say, and this is another interesting thing. They're cutting out a huge part of what he said. And he says we'll be, in there, we'll be right I, think, back. I think I'm supposed to be we'll joining be right you. Okay, sorry. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today.
you did a movie called Life Fine Tune. This is the Truth Fine Tune, where they've uh, yeah. obfuscated the entire truth. Uh, there's, they cut mm-hmm. out parts of Trump's speech. Tell about that, Nina. Nina. Yeah, the the part that they cut out was where he said, "Oh, I understand. Y'all are supposed to be, or oh, we're going to be going up to the Capitol to speak." And he, it's like he was a little confused about what he was saying. He said, "But it's going to be peaceful, and I want you to go up there and, oh, and let your voices be heard, and and you know, talk to your congressman." And there, you right. know, some of them are going to be delighted that we're there. Others aren't. And that was the precursor. But he basically said. And that was why a lot of us left to go there. He said, I understand I'm supposed to be going with y'all. We're going up to the Capitol, and I guess I'm supposed to speak there. We left when he said that, and he said that at about um, – he started an hour late. It was about 20 minutes into it. So it seems like it was about 12.15, about tw- – wow. yeah, about 12.15, because he started at 12. So then it takes 45 to 50 minutes to get up there. So we left because we said, okay, well, we can't get any shots here. We can barely hear what's being said. We're kind of hearing every other word. So we and several other, like, dozens and dozens of people left when they heard him say that. That was the first wave of people hitting the Capitol. And they're claiming that was a a violent uh, breach of, of people coming to the Capitol. No, it wasn't. It was people that were peacefully walking down Constitution Avenue to get up to the Capitol so they could hear him speak. In fact, everyone, when they got there, was saying, well, I wonder where they're going to set up the podium. Well, gee, maybe this is it over here. It looks like it's pretty tall. That must be it. So our team crew said, well, let's go ahead and stake this part out right here on the left sidewalk, on the Senate side of the sidewalk, and, you know, we can, you know, get some good footage. We'll, you know, angle that. And that's what everyone else was thinking. There was no violence, and we were there the entire time, like an hour. Not one bit of violence the entire time, except this. There were SWAT teams up on the stairs where they're claiming that all this violence was going on. No, there were SWAT teams up there in their full riot gear, shooting rubber bullets into the crowd and shooting flashbangs into the crowd. You could hear the screams of the people. They were getting shot at. And and what they were trying to do was incite them to riot, and not one person left where they were going. In fact, if anyone moved, it was to help the people that were getting shot in the chest with flashbangs. I mean, people had wounds on their their legs and and arms and their bodies from rubber bullets. Do you hear anything about that? No. And we saw the whole thing. In fact, when we saw and heard the flashbangs, suddenly we saw this, like, um, yellow smoke come out and we thought you know what that looks a little tear gassy to me and we just didn't want to have to deal with that and that's why we left and then we left right back through a very peaceful group of people i mean just tons and tons of people but when we got to the townhouse behind where we were behind the capitol where we were staging all of our filming and everything from we saw the TV, and the TV was showing that the Capitol was just all hell had broken loose, that all this stuff was happening. We're going, we were just there. It couldn't have just happened in five minutes. It was a five-minute ah. walk from where we were on the Senate side to where we were behind the Supreme Court. And because it was wintertime, you could look through binoculars and see the Capitol. You could see the Capitol steps, and it was not at all what we were seeing on TV. It was all staged. And I said, okay, i got to go back and see what's going on. This is not what we just saw. We walked back over there to the back of the Capitol before we'd been in the front of the Capitol. Now we're behind the Capitol. People are standing there with their flags saying, God bless America and chanting USA. Capitol Hill police were standing all around doing nothing, getting selfies with these people. 
it was, I mean, it was shocking that it was exactly the opposite of what we were told was being, was, was happening. It was exactly Let me, let me stop you for a minute. You said all the doors were open and many, uh, uh, many with no guards <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, no, and you saw tons of footage like that, people just walking in. We, we talked to a man that said he was buzzed in. He was knocking on the door. It was locked because everyone said, well, you know, the Capitol's always open. Just knock on the door and they'll let you in. He was knocking on the door. The door was buzzed open and there was no one there. There was not a Capitol Guard in sight. And so he goes, oh, okay, I guess this is the way it works. So he started doing his own little personal tour of the Capitol. And if you look at wow. those peaceful, the peaceful footage, you will see the vast majority of everyone was walking through peacefully. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Two issues that we need to get to, and Nina May knows knows about this. First one is four permits were issued to groups to protest at the Capitol. Who were the who were the groups, Nina? Um, I know that one of them, and a lot of people totally missed this. Uh, one of them was what was called a Jericho prayer walk, and they were there for two days before this happened. They walked around the Capitol peacefully every night. We're talking hundreds of thousands of people every night praying for the country, praying for you know the election and you know everything, praying for Well, God whatever. bless them for doing that. That's wonderful. No, exactly. And so then they were the ones that were the vast majority of the people that were in this big group. And I'm telling you, I've been covering um, uh, rallies and stuff at the Capitol for about 40 years. I, I just... I. I've been filming them all. We were there when the uh, Tea Party did their huge big rally right after the um, Obamacare thing. And at that one, they said there was like 1.7 million people. And it was, it was packed. There were more people at this one. We've all said, everyone that was there said, and again, we've done this before, that there was at least 2 million people there. I mean, we've never seen anything like it. Wow. I just, I mean, it was, it was a crowd. It, now, it was, now, it was President a crowd Trump of people offered- from White House to the, pardon? President Trump offered 10,000 troops on at least two occasions to Nancy Pelosi. Now, why did she not, why does she not testify? Why are we not seeing anything about her correspondence with the president? Exactly. Why is all that being yeah, quiet? exactly. It's just a little bit too cozy, if you know what I'm yes. saying. And the fact that they won't let anyone, I mean, they won't let someone like me come and testify because I'm not repeating their narrative. I don't, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. I understand. Uh, no sirens until people, four o'clock. The, the Trump supporters were horrible people. They're not. I mean, they're just, I'm telling you what, they were as friendly 
and nice and kind, and he saw old people, he saw people in wheelchairs, he saw whole families. I mean, it was it was incredible. You saw people selling, you know, their their wares. No one was angry. There was not a bit of anger anywhere. It was just, it was a, I don't know, it was kind of a peaceful, happy, hey, we're in Washington, isn't this fun? Kind of a feeling. Where, where was, did they get amazing. the Where did they get the bike racks? You said there were no bike racks. There were none when we got there. There were no bike racks. That's why I'm saying. Is that is that file footage? Quote, file footage they used from something else. Here's what I think they've di- they've done. And if you look at it very carefully, you'll see this. In fact, there's this one scene where they're in the basement of the Capitol. I've always called it the crypt. And you see the big columns there, and you'll see people kind of coming in, and the policemen are there pushing back with their batons, and then the crowd kind of pushes back. And then he, so he's looking at the other guy, goes, no, like this. You push back like this. Because in behind them, you've got a whole group of, of policemen just kind of standing there watching it happen. That's like a, a training tape. Let's sh- show you how to do it for crowd control. If they break into the Capitol, they break stuff, and all, here's how you're supposed to do it. It's the same thing with the bike rags. Where they were showing that breach into the bike racks, and at that time was exactly where we were standing. And you know why I knew that they they pre-recorded it, pre-filmed it? It was right before the inauguration. They had the the stands built with the the white plastic on it. When they filmed these these policemen being pushed back with their bike racks, it was right where we were. There was no white plastic on the on the um, stands. It was it was they were built, but the white plastic was not there. They're about a third of the way built. And that was the first thing that I saw that made me go, whoa, there's something wrong with this picture. Here's something else that was shocking. By, And this is about 3 o'clock in the afternoon when all hell is supposed to have broken loose. And we're walking around outside, not seeing any hell breaking loose, not seeing anything. In fact, there was not a police car. There was not a police siren. There was not a fire truck. There was not an EMP vehicle. You said you, said, you actually nothing. you actually said the streets were empty. Is what you said. Streets were empty. empty. I stood right o'clock. in the middle of the intersection. Right in the middle of the intersection of First Street and Constitution. That's basically the the, the um, I'm not good at Southwest East. Blah blah blah. But the back corner of the square where the Capitol is. Uh, anyway, it's first in Constitution. I stood in the middle of that street and took a picture down all four of those streets. There was not one cop there. There was maybe two people standing and talking. Not one policeman. Not one person in the SWAT gear. Nothing. And it was silent. I can't. I can't stress that enough. There were no sirens. Nothing. The entire time we were we were out there and walking and all, there was not one sound of a siren ever. And it wasn't until we were about ready to leave at about three thirty, and and the police right. can go and look on the on their um, their charts or whatever like that, and they can verify this. It seems like it was about three thirty, three forty, something like this. We're at a townhouse right behind the Capitol, right behind the Supreme Court, and a police car zooms by. We're standing outside again, waiting for sounds of violence, but we don't hear it. But this police car zoomed by. He turns left onto Constitution, and they had just raised the the um those things where you uh you know the barriers that you that so the cars can't go through you know what i'm saying they're flat with the ground and then they can raise them up as a security right, thing right so they just raised them up they were raising at the same time this police car goes barreling into them and there were maybe three or four policemen kind of standing around 
And they all just started laughing. They just thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. I mean, it was actually kind of funny, but I'm thinking, wait a second, looking at the TV, this is like World War III happening right here, 20 feet from where I am, and these guys are just standing around doing nothing and laughing at a one of their police cars that rammed into this, this barrier. And I said, that doesn't make sense. I mean, why aren't they all in their SWAT gear? Why aren't they trying to subdue this crowd that's trying to, you know, destroy the Capitol? It just, it, none of it made any sense. And so what now they're trying to do you. is recreate it. Mm-hmm. Who put out the story about all the dead cops when there was no dead cops, one dead person, one dead person, unarmed, Ashley Babbitt, 35 years old, mm-hmm. no criminal convictions, unarmed, 12 years in the military, Air Force, yep. joined at 17, no warning, the guy just shot her, cold-blooded, dead, no uh, presentation, oh, yeah. nothing. Yeah, and that's and, not, uh, he's, that he's, was not uh, the way a policeman is taught to do it. They no. Don't and think about think about the fact. And here's here's my film. I got my film hat on again. He, that man taking the footage, and it's a, a long story about who he is and you know everything they did. What he took the put he put the footage. He had what we call the money shot. That's right. what you wait for. You're, right. you're desperate for that money shot, and you're going. Okay, how did he know to have his camera right there when that that gun slowly pushed out like that? First of all, that's not how policemen do. They don't slowly push a gun out like this. They they do like a stance where they're holding it with both hands, you know, to to block whatever is going to come their way. It's right in front of them. They push it out quickly and tell the person to stop. Show your hands. You know, don't go any further. Blah blah blah. Not yeah. Like he this, said please. nothing. He said nothing. Right. Says nothing. Says, and the way he pushed his gun out was the way, like when you're going to rob someone or something, or the way you're going to sneak up and shoot someone in the back of the head. I mean, it did not look like what a policeman would do or would have been trained to do. And so, and then he catches her. He turns the camera calmly from that. He sees the shot. He turns, and suddenly he sees, gets the shot of Ashley falling out of the window. And you're thinking, that is the most convenient thing I think I've ever seen in my life. And that stinks to high heaven. It absolutely just stinks to high heaven. Oh, and you mentioned the dead police. There were, I've heard, and maybe more, three that committed suicide that day. Three Capitol Hill police committed suicide. Seriously? Do you expect us to really believe that three Capitol Hill police, on the day that they've been living for their entire lives, are going to kill themselves? Yeah, okay. What did they know, and when did they know it, and who shot them and who killed them? How did they die? What Did they do an autopsy on it? Did they leave a note? What's the note? I mean, that just begs questions. But you didn't hear anything about this in these show trials. Not one thing about it. I'd like, to know, the, who, the, 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 I'd like to know who planted the pipe bombs. Yeah, right. Where are they? I mean, that was a one, another one of those things that's just like, well, Okay, if they don't buy this, maybe they'll buy the pipe bombs, and then they'll realize that, okay, the, the building's going to blow up, and then we can go ahead and arrest a few people and claim that they did it, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can just see it. I mean, it's like I can just see script writers sitting around analyzing every aspect of that day right, right. and how they were going to take something that did not happen, make it look like it did happen. And guess what? The Marxists are very, very good at this. Russia used well, to they're not. they're not the that time. good. They're Hitler not that good. They're, they the leave, they're mean, leaving a lot of uh, questions open-ended. That's exactly right. That, I mean, exactly. And they still cannot and will never be able to tie this to Trump inciting it because the timeline just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. 
How can you breach something 20 minutes before, you know, the, the, the end of the speech and p- people are still standing there listening to him and then they're going to be leaving to walk up another 50 minutes to get to the place you're saying that they breached because they were incited by him in the speech. It just doesn't make sense. Now, you can tell I'm passionate have, about this. <laughs> they did have questioning in Congress and this is where they were questioning uh, for uh, FBI assistant director about FBI plants who were there. I don't know anything Ask about anything about any FBI people there. What did they know? I don't know anything. I mean, dumbest person in the entire world knew nothing about anything. Now, where's Ray yeah. Epps? Now, Ray Epps was yeah. an ex-Marine. He was an oath keeper. It, was he a federally protected provocateur? He wasn't uh, not on the FBI most wanted list. They took him off. He uh, has a rocking R farm in Queen Creek, Arizona, five acres. The crowds, when he came out, he was uh, encouraging them, do this, do that, go in, go in, yeah, do this. Yeah. And they kept yelling, fed, and he, fed, And you heard fed. the crowd saying, no, they're fed. No, they're fed. They, were, they were yelling, fed at him, fed, fed, fed. Now, was right, he a fed? Exactly. I think there's no question he probably was. And where is Ray yeah. Epps? Nobody's talked to him, right. have they? Now, nope, where's he nope, before Where's he before the committee? Should he not be up talking to them and saying, yeah, I was exactly. with the FBI or bring I wasn't? In the, bring in the, the man um, who was taking that footage, the one that got the footage of uh, uh, the, the, the guy, the, the, the policeman that shot Ashley Babbitt. Where is he? Talk about yeah. the contract that he signed that morning to get footage of the riot that was going to happen that afternoon. Oh, really? A riot's going to happen? How do you know that? How could you possibly know that? And obviously, the networks that signed the contract with him knew something was going to be staged and something was going to be set up. Another thing that was a little bit suspicious to me is that I'm walking and we're filming. And we're sort of going a little bit slower because we're trying to get films of the crowd. So I see this guy in a, um, not the guy with the horns, but a guy in a buffalo right, right. jacket kind of thing with a belt around it. And, you know, he looked kind of warm, but kind of funny. We're all pointing to him like, what is this guy in a buffalo thing? Isn't that funny? So when we're looking at the footage later, there's that guy inside the Capitol doing a kind of a dance for the Capitol Hill police that are just kind of laughing and, you know, shrugging it off and da-da-da-da-da. Right, right. And I said, you know what that is? I said, oh, my gosh, that's between takes. That's exactly what a set, a movie set looks like between takes. Everybody dresses down, they're laughing, and they're, you know, they're getting ready for, you know, okay, take two, let's get it, everybody get back to your ones, let's, you know, let's film the next, next part of this. And I, it's like, seriously, this, these guys are they're laughing at him, and he's doing a dance, and it's like, there's nothing wrong about that. I mean, there's nothing dangerous about that. Their lives were not in danger. Where's that yeah. man? Did he get if thrown in jail? Because he was there. Obviously, he was there. But no, no, they'll throw Dr. Simone Gold in jail because she dared question what was going on with COVID and the vaccine. You know what? You know what? I'm getting out of this. You being a film maker, a film producer, you can see things that other people don't. You understand how they're made. You see that this this was a film. The whole thing was staged to look bad, wasn't it? Yes. That's exactly right. And and <laughs> I cannot believe they brought the producer back in. So they bring him in. Okay, maybe he didn't do it. I'm not going to say he did. But they brought a producer back in to go through the footage to prove their oh point. My. And again, I'll say, if that's all they've got to prove their point, they're in trouble. 
because none of that worked. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you another thing. We, we had about 20 people come stay with us the night before. They were all from California. They were all right. producers, directors, actors. You know, you'd know some of them because they're, you know, well-known actors. And they were there for the prayer march. Yeah, there are some Christians in, in uh, California, believe it or not, people. And right. so they were there for the prayer march. And so they didn't even know anything about the, the January 6th thing that was happening. And so they said, well, shoot, let's, let's go to the White House. Let's do that. So one right. of them had a, a war costume because he wanted to keep it light. And, again, this is Hollywood, and they, you know, da 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 So he had this costume on which had nine-foot um, arms that you could not miss in a crowd. All the footage they have of the crowd, that violent crowd, exactly where he was standing and exactly where he said he was standing, there's not one picture of him in it. You would have noticed him. You would absolutely have noticed him. In fact, nine foot, we've got nine foot arms. Nine foot arms. I'm sorry, nine foot you couldn't arms, miss You would them. see those nine foot arms right. waving, and then and then the entire time that we were all there, we're all around the Capitol, and so we're texting each other. Hey, what's happening on your side? What's happening on your side? So one of them sent a a, um, uh, a clip of people that said it's kind of like a, a picnic over here, and and the clip that they had had Michael Jackson's Billie Jean playing in the background. I'm oh, saying, no. Well, gee, yeah, it's like, well, that can't be that violent if they're out there partying and dancing and, you know, to Billie Jean. I mean, what's, what's the deal on that? We couldn't figure it out. It's just everything was, it, it's just turned upside down. It's, we've been told a lie. I wrote it down as soon as I got back because I said, if I don't write it down. You should have done it. You would have made a better production. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? 87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Talking with Nina May. This is, without a doubt, a major distraction to keep us away from seeing the real problems, the inflation, the border, the loss of respect throughout the entire world, the energy crisis, the fact that we haven't got tampons, the fact we haven't got Im- uh, uh, infant formula, the fact that we are running going to have a ketchup shortage. You just go down, up and down the list. The supply chain issues, the problem with the uh, gender and all this with the military being woke. We don't want to look at any of that. So they have created this to take our mind off of all of that. And they've got Liz Cheney and they've got the other Republican congressman who's since not going to run, which was a good idea. Got a couple of rhinos on the committee. And this is what they've they've put out. 
It is to distraction for the American public, and it's on every network on prime time except for Fox, every major network at prime time, so that the people will see it. And this is what we're supposed to be buying into. We're not buying it. Nobody's watching it. The ratings of the TV shows are lower than Joe Biden's ratings. They're not buying into it. They are. Oh, absolutely. Minor. No, absolutely. But I think what's but even you're more given reason. You're given reasons why we shouldn't have bought into it. Instinctively, we know something. Something was fishy in this. Something stunk about this. When the only exactly. person killed was Ashley Babbitt. When they lied about the cops. When they were. And I didn't know that uh, the people were there before Trump had even done his speech. So this this is an opening ballet of a dirty trick for the 2024 mm-hmm. and 2022 elections. Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly right. But what's even more nefarious about it is what they're trying to do is label and marginalize every single Trump supporter. They're obviously going to try right. to do that with Trump because they did not figure out a figure him into this equation that they have of destroying the country, fundamentally changing the country, as Obama said. They had this thing planned all along. All the stuff you're seeing, the food shortages and the, you know, the gas prices and the border, they've, been, they've right. had this plan for years and years and years. So what has stopped them, what did stop them, was Trump. Trump and Trump supporters. And they, the only way they can continue with their plan to destroy the country is, is to destroy the Demonize Trump and Absolutely. Trump supporters. You've got to marginalize they, they, them. And guess they, who did this? Guess who did this very successfully? His name was Hitler. And who did he go after? He went after the Jews. And he trained everyone, okay, they're the enemy, they're the enemy, they're the bloodsuckers, they're the this, they're the that. They, learned, they, they learned, it from, learned it from Goebbels. They learned it from Goebbels, and propaganda exactly. minister. That's exactly right. So they are basically marginalizing Trump supporters and conservatives and Christians to the point where they will feel justified in killing every single one of them. And that's they need exactly to, they what need to put on, do. on this television show they're doing, they need to put a presentation of the Democratic National Committee. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, but, but guess what? Our tax dollars are doing this. They're using our tax dollars. To lie to us. To lie to us through our tax dollars. That's incredible. No, I know that's incredible. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to thank you for being on. This was uh, very entertaining. Not only entertaining, but I learned a lot. Nana, you are you are tremendous. And uh, LifeZine.com and also IMDB.com. Uh, uh, this is, uh, find more about it at both places. And you're the producer, director, and director of the Renaissance Women's Productions, known for fine, a life fine-tuned, daily bread, emancipation, revolution, uh, revelation. We've done a lot of really good work. Thank you for being. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, we, we're kind of having a thunderstorm here, so something may have happened to the system. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, oh, we got a few minutes. Um, yeah, I was basically saying that, uh, you know, we've got to be vigilant on this because everyone is is a potential uh, victim of this kind of a witch hunt. And uh, and we're seeing it. And we're seeing that there's nothing anyone is doing or can do to, for example, help these people that have been convicted and serving time in jail. Or not justice, even convicted. Justice delayed, jail. justice delayed is justice denied. That's exactly right. Right. 
Exactly. And they have a right to face their accuser. Who's their accuser? The accuser is the government that set this whole thing up in the first place. I mean, why can't we accuse them? Why don't we put them on a show trial? You know, I mean, anyway, I just hope that people. Thank thank God for you, Nina, because these people aren't that good. It took somebody with your background in film to uh, be able to show where the mistakes were made. They, when they brought in the producer from Good Morning America, you knew that the taffy was being distributed. Thank you, Nina. Thanks. Oh, bless you guys. Bless you. You're incredible. Well, God be the glory. <laughs> All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or Nina, local radio station. Awesome. Oh. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today.